15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, this is Father Louis Skurdy with Friends of the Word. Uh, this is the reflection on the scriptures, not a homily, necessarily. We're not in Mass. Um, we're going to be part of... the our regular schedule beginning next week but in the meantime I needed to reflect with you on the scriptures of today we're in the third Sunday of ordinary time you don't see me with my glasses too often but the, the script in this book is very small uh, first of all thank you for joining us and pass this on to your family and friends the scriptures tell us about uh, Jesus beginning his ministry and very interesting but the first reading is, is a, a challenge. It's from Isaiah. It was written about 800 years before Christ. Um, and the background is the people of Assyria had destroyed some of the northern areas of, of Israel already. And it was a terrible time for the people of Israel. But hope, 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 hope is very important. And Isaiah is informing the people that there is hope. I'm not going to read the whole first reading from Isaiah 8, uh, 23 to 9. It begins with, first he degraded the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali, but in the end he has glorified the seaward road, the lands west of the Jordan district of the Gentiles. Very important. Some of their, their nation was already destroyed. Zebulon and Naphtali were already destroyed. But immediately he throws in hope. He gave us direction. This is Isaiah prophesying what will happen to the people of Israel. Anguish has taken wing, dispelled is darkness, for there is no gloom, but now where there was distress. People who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And then he continues that the light of God has shone on them and they will make merry. Okay, that's the, I'd like you to read that whole first reading from Isaiah 8. It's a down, it's an upper, and, and also during it, he's, he's talking to the people, but he's also responding to God. Very common in Isaiah. He gives his own reflections, and then he communicates with God. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing. Now, practical for Christians. We believe in the resurrection of Jesus, and that is our most important source of faith, foundation of our faith, hope. The reading from the Holy Scriptures of the Gospel, Matthew, tells us Jesus had heard John was in prison, and he withdrew to Galilee. Matthew picks up Isaiah and says, he goes there, this is a paraphrase, read the whole scripture, Matthew 4. He goes there and says, he went there to fulfill what the prophet 
Isaiah said, land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, along the sea, beyond the Jordan, heathen Galilee, a people living in darkness has seen a great light. On those who inhabit a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. And from that time forward, Jesus began his theme, reform your lives, the kingdom of God is at hand. And then he goes on to, to choose his disciples, the fishermen, along the Sea of Galilee. And of course, whenever I mention any geography from, from the Holy Land, I have to go back in memory to my own experience there. A beautiful, beautiful event, going on pilgrimage to the Holy Land. We were in the Sea of Galilee. We floated on the Sea of Galilee. We were at the location where Jesus probably chose his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and, and left Zebedee. But that's in the scriptures. Go, go back and read that. Last week, I got three phone calls uh, asking for prayers for friends or me members of their families. And I thought about this reading during that time. And the conditions of each of these people was very serious, each one. And I thought, this is exactly what Jesus provides us in the gloom and the land of, the, of death and, and destruction, he brings hope. So as Jesus is proclaiming the kingdom of heaven is here, the kingdom of God is here, his, his ministry is beginning, he's telling his disciples to follow me, that's what Jesus offers us. And that's why, as we begin this new cycle of the year, um, it's important for us to realize that with all our prayers, they go somewhere. They go somewhere. They go to God. When, it was funny. One of the people who asked for prayers, and, and this is really like a punch in the belly, she said, I hate to keep bothering you, but I have another prayer request. That, that is interesting. For someone whom I know a long time to say I'm bothering you because I'm, I'm adding another request onto my prayers for from you got me to think about prayer. It, it, it's not an inconvenience. The way I pray is I have a list that I have in my calendar actually and before Mass I always review that list, remember the names as much as I can and pray for all those intentions. Some are relatives, some are friends, some are distant, and some are friends of friends. But I offer my prayers for them before Mass and every day, actually. We all should be doing that. Because Jesus made us his disciples. Jesus sent us to bring his hope into the world. And when we're praying, we are letting our families and friends know we're lifting the gloom as much as we can. Christ lifts the gloom, of course. We're offering hope. And that's the whole reason Christ came. I mean, really, he, he came to give us hope, to give, to give us a direction to get to the Father for our eternal life. But even when we're here on earth, we need hope. The reality is, like <laughs> the land of Naphtali and, and, and uh, Zebulon, they were degraded. Sometimes our emotions are degraded. Sometimes our hope is degraded. Sometimes our prayer intentions are vague and, and, and they come out of need or, or hurt. And yet, we as Christians have hope. We as Christians listen to Jesus who says, reform your lives. Okay, get it, 
reorganize yourself, get, get yourself straight, uh, know who you're talking to when you're praying, call me as many times as you want, and I'll just add your intentions on my list. And I don't have, <laughs> as many people think, oh, you have a special in with God. I hope I do, but I don't really think I do. I think we all have an equal in with God. Okay, um, I am, as a priest, more familiar with prayer, I hope, and more commonly in prayer, I hope. But it's not mine u- uniquely. It's all of us as Christians. The gift of bringing hope to one another. Bringing hope, when we say we're praying for somebody, we really do. We put that person before the throne of God and we ask him in his own way to watch over that person. And don't forget the bottom line, I think of everything we do when we pray to God is your will be done. Very important. Christ didn't throw that into the Lord's Prayer just by a flip of his thought. He put it in there because it's very important that when we pray, we want our prayers presented to God and our will be close to God's will, not his will, always our will. So we're not praying to change things. We're, we're praying to improve things. We're praying to, to bring his light and lift the gloom that people have in their lives, that any of us have in our lives, lifted with hope. Now, what does this do? It gives us an attitude. Christ gives us an attitude, a, a way of being optimistic, a way of knowing that he's with us. Reform your lives. Yeah, re- reorganize yourselves. We all have to reorganize every day, maybe. But focus on the kingdom of heaven with us. In Matthew, again, Jesus toured all of Galilee. He taught in their synagogues, proclaimed the good news of the kingdom, and cured the people of every disease and illness. Reform your lives. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. You and I are his apostles. We're not fishermen necessarily. Maybe some of us are. But he also clarified, I want you to be people who fish for people. From now on, you'll be fishers of men, the scripture told us. He wants us to fish for people. And that's our job. And our fishing rod, you might say, is prayer. And, and the aim and goal of our fishing is to bring hope to people. And in bringing hope to one another, we're bringing them closer to Christ through our own intentions, through our own actions. We're beginning the ordinary time of the year. It's the third Sunday of ordinary time. And our scriptures will, little by little, inform us of the life of Jesus as it goes on through the scriptures. And you'll see his miracles, and you'll see his his interaction with people, and his forgiveness, and all that. Very important. The foundation our relationship with Christ should be hope. I can't give it to you. Each of us has to develop our own relationship with Christ and based on how he hears our prayers and the mindset that we have when we're presenting our prayers to him is very important. Hope. It's a funny word, it's a simple word, but it really has so much um, significance in a way we relate to Christ, in a way we relate to one another, and and the way we have respect for one another, the way we visit the sick, the way we pray for the sick. So my intentions I'm asking you to share for the people I'm praying for this week alone, 
but I'm asking you to pray for your own people, your families, your friends. You, the, the list is endless. goes from here to the end of the world. All the intentions written on the, the front page of our newspaper. These are our intentions. Pause, place them into the presence of God, and ask Him, Your will be done as you watch over these various people, whether they are families, friends, or strangers in another world. The kingdom of God is here. Let's start working on it. Let's start reforming our lives and experience it more and more with Jesus. God bless you. This is Father Louis Skirty with Reflections on the Word for the third Sunday of Ordinary Time. God bless you. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Getting a Hardy's $5 meal deal with fries and a drink? Easy. Choosing between the hot ham and cheese sandwich meal deal or the three-piece hand-breaded chicken tenders meal deal? Not easy. New $5 meal deals. Only at Hardy's. Feed your happy. Available for a limited time at participating Hardy's restaurants. Tax not included. Not valid with any other offer. Discount or combo. Price and participation may vary.